Welcome to Passion Fruit Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylin Fullen-Hollinger, and today with me, I have a special guest, our newly inaugurated president, Dr. Mike Rakes. Hey there. Good to be with you. It is good to have you. So just to start off with, yep. why don't you give us a brief recap of where you started and what got you here to Evangel? Well, uh, you know, I've been pastoring the last 15 years, but before that, for about 30 years, I guess it was 1990-something, probably before all you guys were born, I was doing higher education, working on. So I got my first master's degree uh, here from AGTS and then did a, a Master of Divinity in Florida, RTS, Reformed Theological Seminary. Then a few years after that, went to Biola University at Talbot School of Theology and did a doctor of ministry and spiritual formation. So studying uh, Augustine and the greatness of the soul. So we looked at uh, lots of philosophers and how the soul transforms. Um, we might call it the heart or the inner life or something like that, but how it transforms the uh, the uh, your walk with God, right? Your life with God. So. Um, so I studied that for about four years and did a lot of uh, inner inner life work, spiritual growth, personal growth work. And then from there did a lot of personal growth, um, emotional intelligence coaching, coaching executives for uh, Hewlett-Packard, uh, Nextel, um, uh, major corporations I can't name, and uh, CEOs, and then uh, pastors along the way, and, and college presidents. So I've been around and uh, got a call pastoring, and they said, hey, you, uh, we want you to put your name in, and kind of the rest is history from there. What would you say, if any, was your driving passion that led you through these different roles in your education? Well, I think for me, growth, uh, just focused on personal growth, always advancing, being better. Uh, that was the driving factor, I think, for me. I never intended. I'm not an ambitious person in the sense of uh, I didn't go. I've never put in an application uh, somewhere except when I was in college, uh, working my way through school. So I worked uh, all of my whole education. I worked my way through school, paid my own way, came from a very poor uh, background and family. And uh, yeah, I think just continuing to better myself, you know, and, and be be the best I could be and be all God wanted me to be. If you could put it into just a few words, what would you say has been an overarching theme of God in your life? Uh, I think um, learning more about his nature. So his nature is not like ours, not human nature. So he doesn't give you what you want. You know, I think uh, parents these days, and even when I was parenting, uh, I wanted my kids, I didn't want them to suffer. I wanted them to have every advantage. We live near Disney World, so we actually uh, would would um, would take the kids to dinner at Disney. We had free passes back in the day. They don't do it anymore, but uh, yeah, we would go have family dinners at Disney, and so you know, I think uh, I always wanted to provide the best for the kids, give them the best shot at, at growing up and being who they wanted to be. So uh, with that said, I think it is learning more about God and that he also allows us to suffer. And, uh, uh, you know, that's an uncomfortable part. We don't like to hear that, but but um, but God does allow suffering to come in our life. And so, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it, it's been a journey to get to know more of the dimensions of God through 
um, our personal story and personal loss. My daughter died at 27. And so learning who God was through that loss process, um, you know, that he doesn't always give you what you want, you know? I see. Yeah. So you are starting a new chapter of your life and yeah. your passion here. Yeah. It's very exciting. What would you say you want to share of your passion with Evangelion University? Well, you know, I'm really humbled that the the board had uh, just a unanimous confidence in, in putting us into this spot and, the, and felt that it was God's will. We, My wife and I came to feel it was God's will uh, early in the summer, and that was – uh, just a complete shift. We weren't looking uh, to do anything. In fact, I can say it never crossed my mind to be a college president, but both of us, Darla and myself, have been focused on students uh, throughout our whole career. Uh, she's, she's done lots and lots of college ministry. Um, you know, I did it for seven and a half years and Lot, and lots of decade over over the decades with just lots of student ministry. So I think we've always had a heart for those that are just getting started in their careers. So can you think of anything specific you want to let us know that is your goal? maybe for short-term, for long-term for our university? Yeah, well, the, the biggest thing I think that relates to students and those that are listening would be to elevate the student experience. It feels, uh, it's it's great in so many dimensions, right? And and I, I mean, we just, academically, it's amazing. Uh, we have it, it's just locked down and great. We have lots of great recreation, lots of good things happening, but we don't have a lot of just casual hangout spaces. And that's, that's, uh, I think my number one focus right now is to uh, increase, um, create more and then better spaces uh, for people to hang out, whether it be outdoor basketball or, um, you know, adding some lighted spaces, some tables where people can sit outside. You know, that that has my attention right now. And I'm focused on trying to do that, you know, here in the next three or four months. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not here to talk a a long term future. Uh, and make any big promises. Let's start. Uh, let's start doing stuff now. Do what we can do right now. So uh, we're just getting started. I think hopefully before you guys go home for the end of the semester, you're going to start seeing some construction tape going up, and and it's all on spaces where. Uh, students just want to hang out. Students do want community. That's why you come to college. You you want to come hang out. You know you want to do things. Uh, but so much of uh, so much of our spaces there are just kind of um, uh, needing an upgrade. So that's what I'm focused on. Very cool. So you have some really great ideas for our future uh, for Evangel. Um, what about spiritually? What do you want to see in our community? Well, I, you know, I think the spectrum of spirituality is pretty broad. So people interact with God differently through their personality, through who they are, how they interact. So I, I never want any person to feel pressured to respond a certain way. I want it to be authentically them. So some might be uh, more reserved, laid back, even though the spirit of God is like roaring big within them, they're not necessarily showing anybody around them. And I think that's perfectly fine. I want them to feel safe and comfortable in that, but I want everybody to have an encounter with God during their season at evangel. Everybody. I want every student to be able to say when they walk the line, you know what? I, I 
encountered the presence of God in a way that I had not before I came to Evangel. And that's really my hope and dream. That brings me to another question that I've had is that you are perhaps the first president that we've seen. I, I It's my understanding that you ask to be able to speak every Wednesday at chapel yeah. or every week at chapel? Well, coming in, what I heard was, uh, you know, the chapels had been restructured and laid out. They already had speakers planned and everything. And so uh, they just said, are you interested? And I will, I will just tell you moving forward, you guys will see it. Darla and I want to own chapels. Not that we would speak every week because you get bored with us every week, uh, but we, we're we going to be in chapel. It's, it's a place where we all get to be together at the same place, doing the same thing at the same time. That's the one spot, you know, we, uh, you know, we, right now we have to play, uh, football off campus, right? We have sports that we have cross country that, that, um, and track and field that have to have to carry out their events, golf, of course, uh, um, you know, here in town, but when they're out of town, there's not a lot of student community that they get to watch. Right. And so chapel becomes really critical. That brings us all together to do that. So whether it's theater performances or uh, the chorale singing, you know, or whatever, uh, I I want us, Darla and I are going to be there. We're going to be engaged as often as we can. And chapel, uh, is very much our heart, you know, and, uh, that's why we're just saying call her pastor Darla, because that's just who she is. You know, she wants to shepherd, uh, young men and women and help them get, get down the road toward their destiny. So yeah, we're going to be right in the middle of uh, chapel as long as we're at evangel. That's for sure. Yeah, so this is kind of a big change from the more traditional mm-hmm. church ministry that you were doing before. Are you yeah. gonna miss that at all? Yeah, no, I think this is this is our lane now. You know, we're we're just trusting, and we didn't really do a traditional church so much. We were very uh, uh, young church. Uh, we took a seventy-year-old church, went in and pastored it, but. Uh, but we began to lead it toward uh, toward change and toward this generation because when we got there, there was nobody young there. They had already voted. The young vote with their feet, so they're not going to throw a big, uh, you know, uh, fit at church and say, "Oh, we want this" or whatever. They just don't. Sh- they don't come back. They don't show up. So you have to create things, and we did. Our church was so good about doing that, and we created a very young environment. And uh, and our, I mean, we had the largest senior citizens group that the church in its 70 year history ever had so they were happy they loved it but they love seeing young people they love seeing the next generation the you know the their mentors the grandmas and grandpas and they love that so coming here the shift is i think a little bit more intensive related to the schedule because you guys keep just this unbelievable <laughs> night and day schedule working your way through school for 16 weeks at a time you know in these semesters and so uh the the change for us is uh, getting used to the um the pace of college and uh and and uh learning to you know navigate the stresses we see you guys go through midterms, you get a little bit more uh, reserved and quiet, you know, and more focused, you know. So learning those rhythms, uh, and and you know, we we were on in college. We did. Uh, I was a vice president for seven and a half years, so I remember that. But it's been a long time. So kind of getting back into that rhythm and cheering you guys on, and you know, you, you can do it. Education is not about how smart you are, really. It's about perseverance. It's about not quitting. So I had certain classes that. I did not do well in uh, along the way, but I just kept going, and, and you know, I ended up with two doctorate degrees. Not because I'm all that smart, but just I just kept growing, I kept pushing, I kept learning, 
And uh, then along the way, I became uh, I really became a good writer. I love to write and I love to read. And so um, a, a lot of that for those that that doesn't come natural. College is more of a struggle. You just have to fight through it. And I would just encourage them to keep pressing in on that. You'll just get through it. You just have to persevere. All right. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so we're running a little bit close on time, but okay. I want to give you a moment to speak just directly to the students here at Evangel. What do you want to say? What advice? You know, I think coming in, I would just want this generation to know how special you are to God. And uh, my wife and I decided to make this career change because we know you're worth it. Our daughter only got to live 27 years and she got cancer at 24. Like you never know what's going to hit you. Uh, you know, um, 17, 18, 19 year olds, you have the world by the tail. You're, uh, you, you don't expect to get hit with life stuff, but stuff is going to happen and you're going to get hit. And I want this generation to know that you can make an impact now, uh, no matter how long you have, no matter how many breaths you have left, uh, God wants to use you now. It's not just in the future, and it is in the future, but but it's now. You can begin to make a difference now, like our daughter did, and and uh, you know she recorded an album. If you want to hear some of her music, go to MikeRakes.com. It's free uh, on my website, and a couple the first couple chapters of the book are free there. And uh, the book came out, I think, today in the in the chapel. There were some books at inauguration, and and uh, so. Uh, but anyway, all that said. Uh, you can make a difference uh, with who you are right now, and um, uh, don't don't doubt don't doubt that. And so we're here to help you have that confidence to know God loves you and He's with you. All right, that was awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming in today. Great to be here. Thank you. All right, that's all we have for today. Be blessed, Evangel, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>